0: So as many, as some of you guys already know, I've been doing kind of a series on when the father spoke. And so I looked at, we looked at the first time when the father spoke and that was at Jesus's baptism where he was, he was baptized and the, the voice from heaven came down and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And then we looked at um, a couple weeks after that, we looked at the second time when uh, the, the father spoke And that was um, on the Mount of Transfiguration where he says, this is my beloved son, listen to him. And so this week we're going to look at the last time when the father, we see recorded in scripture when the father speaks. And it's only recorded in the book of John. It's not recorded in the other uh, gospels, it's only recorded in the book of John. And um, so we're going to turn to John chapter 12 and we're going to start in verse 20. Awesome. So, to give a little context of where this is at, um, so you this 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 passage comes right after the triumphal entry. So you know, on Palm Sunday when we have that, um, where we do Palm Sunday and we like wave around the palms and stuff, and we're celebrating that when Jesus came into Jerusalem, and this was right when he was um, he was gonna die. Like this was right when he was just about to die, and so. Um, the tri- you know, the triumphal ha- entry is the passage right before the passage that we're going to look at tonight. So just to give you in a little bit of like, okay, what's happening with Jesus? Like, where is he at, you know, in his ministry? It's right, right before he dies. It's like he's come into the city. He's come in for Passover. He's come in to celebrate. And this is this is the moment where Judas is going to betray him basically like he's going to be he's going to be crucified and then three days later rise so it's like right on that brink before uh his death and so we're going to start in verse 20 now there were certain greeks among those who came up to worship at the feast this was the feast of passover Then they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and asked him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew, and in turn Andrew and Philip told Jesus. But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain." He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my Father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, this voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast down, cast out. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. This he said, signifying by what death he would die. The people answered him, we have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. And how can you say the the son of man must be lifted up? Who is this son of man? Then Jesus said to them, a little while longer, the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest the darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may uh, become sons of light. These things Jesus spoke and departed and was hidden from them. Amen. So, like I said, this is the third time in which the Father speaks. And it comes right at the beginning where we look. It starts off and says, now there were certain Greeks among those who came to worship at the feast. And I want to point out something really particular. Because when Jesus came into the world, he came for the Jewish people. That, that was his, like his primarily, primary, primary, primary goal was to the Jewish people. He was the Jewish Messiah. He was to come and save the Jewish people. That was like, that was the focus. But you've got to see that word had spread about Jesus and his ministry that Greek people who had nothing to do with the Jews were like, hmm, let's go to this feast that we don't normally celebrate, that we have nothing to do with, and we want to come and we want to see this Jesus. Word had spread that Jesus is doing crazy miracles. There's this man that does miracles. There's this man that heals the sick, raises the dead, casts out demons. And I want to know, I want to I meet with him. There was a Greek, he, he, wasn't, he didn't know about the Jewish Messiah. He didn't know about any of that. But he was like, they were like, hey, we'll come and celebrate because I think, I think Jesus might be here. And I want, I want to get a load of Jesus. Jesus. And this was kind of signifying, like, it's really interesting, it's kind of, it's a really weird answer that Jesus gives to, you know, uh, Philip and, and to, who is it, Philip and Andrew. It's like, they're like, hey, these Greeks want to meet with you, and then he goes, the hour has come, and it's like, okay, something is triggered. Something I just said triggered something, but you didn't really respond to my question, like. Can the Greeks come? Are you going to meet with them? Are you going to have dinner with them? He just goes, the hours come. And the thing is, when Jesus walked, he walked hearing what the Father said and following what he saw, what the Father was doing. So that's all that he ever did. So he was so in tune with what the Father was doing, there were certain, if I can say, signals or signs that would happen that he would be like, okay, this is my next step. Okay, this is my next step. Okay, this is my next step. And so when Jesus was about to die, because he knew that's why he came into Jerusalem, he knew that his time was coming, but okay, when was that day? When was that night? How, did he know exactly the night? I don't know. But he knew at that moment when he, the Greeks said, hey, I want to I come meet with you. He was like, okay, it's getting close. It's getting close. All right. My hours come. My hours come. My hours come. And the Bible talks a lot about, even when Jesus comes back, it's like birthing p- pains. And he 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 talks about, and what happens is, you know, your body, like, there's like cramps and all that kind of stuff that happens. You have, um, what are they called? No, the... Labor pains. So you have labor pains. And the the more closer that they get together, the the, the closer to when having a baby is. And so there's a moment in time where they they go, yep, the baby's coming. Yep, the baby's coming. And there's a sign for that that goes, yep, that's when it's going to happen. And same with Jesus. He knew that that time and that hour was coming because the Greeks were calling him. And were like, hey, we want to meet with you. And I think this is really important because there's going to be signs in your life that God says, hey, I want to do this. And there will be points in time where God brings in something or brings something like that. And you go, oh, I'm closer to this. I'm just step into this. I know that, oh, yep, God, you're doing this. And it's kind of like little, just little, in, oh, yep, this is, you're going the right way. You're going the right way. You're going the right way. But you know how Jesus could recognize the sign that came? He spent time with the Father. The Bible says, Don't, do not lean on your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him and he'll make straight your path. So where do you go for that? Back to the Father. Father. If you don't spend time with him, and then you're like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. Ah," Then you haven't spent time with him to know where to go. And to know your time and season, you've got to spend time with the Father because he knows all things. Amen? And so I don't want this to be like, oh, well, I don't know that. Okay. Well, then spend time with the Father. It's a call to draw you in. Not to a call for condemnation. Because sometimes when we hear these calls where it's like, oh yeah, Jesus just had it all together and I just feel like I'm just failing and I, I'm constantly in this whirlwind. No, no, that's the, that's the devil who wants to say that to you. Because God is the God of repentance and when he comes and you go, okay God, I take, I take authority and I take responsibility. I should have been spending time with you. And we go, I'm sorry, I'm, Lord, I'm sorry that I haven't been. I haven't been pri- prioritizing that. Then we've taken responsibility and God can grant grace in that moment. And he can go, okay, I'll help you. I want to help you. I want to restore this. I want to speak to you. I want to do this in your life. But it comes with repentance. And repentance, you have to take responsibility for what you've done. And so for, for you, don't be condemned and be like, well, I'm not in that space. okay then repent. Say, Lord, I'm not. And I want to be in that space because I know that you want to speak to me and I know that there's plans and purposes you have for me. And so I want to walk in what you have. Amen? Who wants to walk in what God has for them? Amen? So these Greeks come and they want to meet with Jesus. And, um, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew, and in turn, Andrew and Philip told Jesus. But Jesus answered and saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain into the ground and it dies. I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. Okay, why am I going? Okay, there we go. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. God is calling us to complete obedience. but you have no idea what that will cost. Yeah, he says, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it produces nothing. And so many people, they want to cling on to what this physical life will offer you, but I guarantee if you do that, when you die, you'll have nothing. You can have all the riches in the world, but if you die, you ain't taking that up to heaven. You're not taking that with you. You could have all status in the world but i guarantee when you die they'll defame your name they'll speak bad of you i mean that happens to everyone oh this person oh wow this person's so great and then as soon as they die skeletons start coming out of the closet well they did this 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 so if you're looking for the praise of man it will go like this He says, whoever seeks to to keep his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will gain it. It's like to the world, that sounds absolutely ridiculous. But to those who are in Christ, we can see that and go, wow, that's such security. Because I know that when I put my trust in him, and when my trust and my whole heart is reliant on him, he'll keep me, and he will do things in and through me that only he can, and he'll get all of the praise, and he'll keep me all the way home. He wants our obedience. Jesus walked in complete obedience to the Father. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. I know this is a hard word. I can even feel that it's a hard word. Because people hate to die. In your natural. In your natural ability and your natural sense, we are people who want to save our lives. We we that's what we do. Like if you you want to preserve it's self-preservation. That's what we do. We want to keep those bad things away. Let's stay away, let's do this, let's let's just preserve my life. Yet Jesus calls us to walk differently. Why? Because this isn't the only life you've got. Because when Paul talked about it, he goes, it's far better for me to die and be with the Lord than to be with you. I mean, imagine, like, he's not lying when he's writing that kind of stuff. He's writing that in full assurance going, yeah, I absolutely believe this. If I die, I'll be with him in glory. And that's far better than being here and trying to do this. This is the closest to hell. If you are a believer in Christ, this is the closest to hell you'll ever get. Think about that so the suffering that you experience on the this is the closest to hell that you'll ever get, but if you give your life to Jesus, there's so much more. what you're doing on earth is just storing up treasures in heaven if you're a believer. but the devil, if you're not a believer tonight. Or if you're a believer and you're just not living for him, then all you're going to do is the devil just wants to keep you in this world. Let's just keep your mind here. Because if your mind is here and all you're doing is sowing here, then there's a time where the Bible talks about that your stuff, the things that you've done on the earth, will be tried by fire. And some will have sticks, stone, rubble. It'll just burn up in the fire but others will have gems. And I don't know about you, but I want some gems. I don't wanna do all of this life and not earn something that will actually have eternal weight and glory. Like that's, that's terrible. Like You're gonna spend more time in eternity than you will on this earth. In comparison, it's just, it's a, it's a blink of the eye. So if you can store up treasures, in heaven, where moth and rust don't destroy and stee- th- thieves can't break in and steal, then don't you think that's a really good investment with your life? Because all the things that we live on, have in this world, will die, it will corrupt. Things, money comes and goes like that. You can have it one day and then the next it's gone. You can have family one day, and the next it's gone. You can have looks one day, and the next it's gone. (laughs) You can have hair one day, and then it's gone. (laughs) But if you put your trust in the things of the earth, when it goes, where's your hope? I'm nothing now. You know, I don't have my hair, you know? No. But we can, where are you storing up your treasures? And this is where God calls us into obedience because obedience brings treasures. Through obedience, that's how you're storing up treasures. That's how you're doing it. Well, I don't like it. Who cares? That's his system. I don't like to go, you know, you have to work for money to pay all the bills. Well, that's not a very good system. Well, it is the system. And so his system is through obedience, you store up treasures in heaven. This should be liberating because it's not about your intellect, It's not about the resources you have on the earth. It's not about really anything you are right now. It's all you have to do is sit alone with him and hear and follow. That's pretty simple. You don't have to get a degree. You don't have to study for a long time. You just have to hear and follow. Who can hear and follow in this room? So no one, no one some people can't hear and follow. Who can, who can hear and follow in this room? Hands up. Okay. So then you guys are all equipped to walk in obedience with the Lord. Amen. That should be amazing. Wow! God, you've equipped me to be able to be obedient and to walk in the path that you have for me. He doesn't set the bar up here and then cause you to like fail be a terrible heavenly father if he goes he expects all of this of you and if you don't achieve this then uh, nope he goes listen and follow listen and follow listen and follow now sometimes he calls you to things that you don't want to do What are you going to do? Listen and follow. I don't understand it, Lord, but I'll listen and I'll follow. But these people are saying this I'll listen and I'll follow. But this is happening in my life. I don't see how I can get through. Listen and follow. There's a there's a song, it's it's trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and and obey. It's a very, it's a very but this is this is our walk with the Lord. Trust and obey. There is no other way. There isn't. But you have been equipped. And the Bible talks about that there is when we are weak. There's, there's grace available in your weakness. So if God is saying something, you're listening, and God's saying something for you to do and you don't feel like you can, then you say, God, I don't, I don't see it. And I don't feel like I have the strength to do it. But I'm going to trust and I'm going to obey. I'm going to trust, I'm going to listen, and I'm going to take that step. I'm going to obey. And I'm going to trust that you will uphold me. And this, this has been throughout ages. If you read the word, if you read the Old Testament constantly, it was by faith they did this. By faith they walked. By faith Abraham was called to a land that he didn't even know. What if God said, go? And you're like, where, Lord? And he says, go. And then you're like, I'm going. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going, I'm going. And the Lord leads him to a place, and he goes, this is the land I'm going to give you. That's amazing. Trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. So what do we do? Yeah? Listen, follow. Listen, follow. Listen, follow. Listen, follow. How simple. It's so simple, but this, this is the point of all of our walking with the Lord. And so for Jesus, this is the crux of everything that he did. He had to listen and he had to obey. Why, because he was made to, because you know, wah wah wah. No, because he wanted to, because he loved the father Does your love for the Father compel you? He's been so good to you. He's been so good to me. He sent his one and only son to die on a cross. He sent the, the pearl of heaven. It, there was n- like, there is nothing in you that the Father was like, hey, I want you because you could do this. God, all like he's all seeing, he's all knowing, he's all wise, he's, he's all powerful. Do you think he needs something from us? Oh, but he just wants us so that he can love someone. No. Him, the Son, and the Spirit were in unity, and there was perfect love between them. He didn't need your love. He's not like, please love me, please love me, please love me. He says, I love you. Are you going to love me? I don't need it, but are you going to? Because it's so much better than doing life your own way. It's so much better than going, I'll follow my own way, my own thoughts. So Jesus had a specific calling on his life. And you do too. And I'm not saying, because normally when people say you have a calling on your life, they mean, oh, you've got a calling in a ministry or you've got a calling into this or you've got a call. No, you've got a calling on your life. One, to walk in obedience. And two, it's where that, that means wherever you are, as you walk in obedience and you're his light, you're going to reach other people that don't know him. And that's your call, to go into all the world and preach the gospel. That's not just for one person. That isn't just for evangelists. That's for everybody. And you are to be the light of the world. You're to listen, obey, listen, obey. And what does that mean? Well, that means maybe praying for someone that you work with. Maybe that's inviting someone along to a fire night. Maybe that's just loving the coworker that doesn't shut up. Maybe that's showing kindness to the person that really just has a bad mood all the time. And the Lord's like, love them. All right, I hear you. Maybe that's loving your spouse. Maybe that's loving your kids. That's your calling. If you're married, you're called love one another. If you're in Christ, you're called to love one another. You're called. But the question is, isn't whether you're just called, is whether you're being faithful with your calling. God, God wants you to walk with him. And again, I want to reiterate. This isn't for condemnation. This is to bring you closer. Because when when there's a standard that's raised, God goes, okay, where are you going to turn? Are you going to try and look at yourself and say, hey, i got to muster up my own strength to be able to walk this out? Because many people do that. And they go, okay, God, thanks for the, thanks for the you know, the, the mission. All right, I'm going to try and do this. Uh, this. This requires some supernatural strength because I, I, I don't feel like loving this person. I don't feel like, you know, praying for the sick and, like, I don't have any power within me. So where does he tell you to go? Back to him. When we're in lack, when we feel like we don't measure up, the only place that you can go is back to him that's it. If you go anywhere else, I guarantee you, you'll spiral back to the same place that you were in. But if you go, okay, Lord, all right, I'm not going to do this my own way. I'm going to do it your way. I'm going to listen and I'm going to follow and I'm going to trust that you're going to be able to uphold me. And I'm going to walk in the ways that you've called me to. And I'm going to walk in unity with you. And I'm going to see the things fulfilled in my life that he's called me to. but that requires you to be alone with him. If you're not doing that, then you're gonna be like, what? I don't know where to go, Lord. Is it here? I don't know. Well, I feel like I should be here. I feel like I should be in bed. I feel like I should miss church. I feel like I should miss life group. I feel like I should miss foundations. I feel like I shouldn't go to foundation, uh, or evangelism. I feel like this. Okay, wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up. But what does the father say? Well, I haven't really spent much time with him, so I have no clue. Well, then let's go back there. Let's get in that place where we're listening and we're following because we see in Jesus I mean Jesus' life was epic, yeah, he saw like heal heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons wherever he went, people just followed like that's pretty crazy stuff. But he prioritized time with the Father. And you can't sustain that unless you have time with the Father. Jesus never thought he could sustain that unless he had time with the Father. He ran away from people to go up to a mountain just to spend time with the Father. How much do you prioritize that time with the Father? How much is it like, no, I need to be there because... If I don't, <sighs> I need his grace. And again, it's not legalism. It's not like, oh, I have to make sure I read my Bible and I pray and I spend time with the Lord. No. Your eyes are on Jesus. And you're like, okay, I really need you, Lord. It isn't that I have to check off a checkbox. Because what, what, if I check off a checkbox... It's not going to do anything for my life. But I know that when I meet with the living God, he can change stuff. So that's my pursuit. So maybe it might not look like the same thing every day. One day you get to spend an hour and you're just listening, you're just worshiping, you're reading the word, you're praying. And then some days you just, all right, I gotta, I'm going to read a verse. And you're just going to meditate on it while you do the house cleaning. or what does that mean? What do you mean by that? I don't understand that. Can you show me? Can you just reveal stuff? Can you talk to me? Lord Jesus, I need your help. I need your help. I need it. A... Or you're you're listening to it in the car. And the word of God is just being played on repeat. Because no, I need my food. If your heart is wanting to spend time with him, you'll find a way to spend time with him. If you're wanting to spend time with the Lord, you'll find a way to spend, spend time with the Lord. You will. And if you're like, Lord, I want to spend time with you, then you'll find a way. And sometimes you go, well, I'm not feeling it. You say, okay, meditate on your word day and night. That's a wise person. Okay, Lord, I don't feel like it, but I know that's your word. So I'm going to trust and obey. I'm going to listen and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. Amen? And this is this is the thing with Jesus. He's about to do one of the most Craziest things in his life, like no one saw it coming. The chief priests and the elders, they all thought they pulled the wool over on Jesus' eyes. Yet he knew what was coming. Imagine walking through life, and because you spend time with the Father so much, he's like, hey, you're about to hit a a bump. There's going to be these people that are going to come, and they're going to say these things. And you're going like, okay, Lord, I'll trust you in it. Wow. So you're not thrown for a loop. But you can go, no, I know this is what I'm called to. This is, I know this is going to come. Jesus said that it would come. It came for him. But it started with obedience. He had a call and it was in his obedience, he said, I'm, this is my time. This is my hour. And then he says, now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. It's okay to feel the weight of your calling and your ministry. Jesus felt the weight where he was like, what should I say? Like, guys, you wonder, like, it's heavy. What should I say? Like, let this cup pass for me. Like, no, let's forget about this. Like, it's too hard. It's, It's like, I don't see a way through. This is just too much. But again, it was the Father's glory that outweighed anything he was experiencing. This is where time with him, when he reveals things to you, it will outweigh the sacrifice. It will. It doesn't make it easier because he still felt the weight of it. Okay, it didn't, it didn't, he didn't go, oh, now it's so easy. I can just, oh, this time is going to be so free and it'll be great. No, he was like, this is heavy. It's okay to feel heavy for the calling on your life. But where are you going to go? And what he did is he was like, it's heavy, but Father be glorified. It's heavy, Father. You just you just told me to do that? That's heavy. That's a lot. I don't know how we can do this. But Father, you be glorified. What is compelling you to obedience? Is it people's opinions? Is it the success that you may earn? Is it the money that you could get? Is it the praise from men or is it the praise from whoever? Oh, my family would be really proud if I did this. Or is it the honor of the Father and the glory of the Father? And some of you might be like I don't feel compelled by either. Then where do we go? You got to go back with him and say, "Lord, I don't I don't I don't feel it like I used to." He says, "I hear you. It's heavy. But just listen and obey." I give you the strength. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall rise up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. <sighs> Father, I've, I, I just feel like there's just so many other things that are overcrowding what you've called me to. And so many other voices, and so many other things, and and this person saying that, and this person saying that, and I just I I don't know what to do, and I feel stuck. Okay, start here. Listen and obey. He can handle your raw emotions. He's not like <gasps> they were thinking that. He's the God who's all-knowing. He knows your emotions before you even say them. But because he's a good father, he wants to hear it from you. Sometimes when my kids get really frustrated, I can see what's going on in their in their like heart and their frustration before they even communicate it with me. When they're like trying to open up a packet of sweets, and they're like. And you're like, they're really clearly frustrated. I should help them. But then you, you, sometimes you go, oh, let me help you. And they're like, no, I could do it myself. And then you're like, okay, I'll wait until you come. And so sometimes the father just goes, he sees us going like this. And then he goes, I'll just wait until they come. So come to him. He loves you. He didn't, give you he, he didn't give you a calling to crush you. He's not just your savior, but he's your maker. I just, I, he's, not your, he's not just your savior, he's your maker. So someone who's made something, they know all about it. And because God is God, he knows all things. So not only did he design you in a perfect way, and he's made you to be able to do this, but he's the designer and your savior. So he's saved you back to the, like, to the potential that you can walk in. And he's the creator, and he knows your limits. So then he can go, hey, let me give you more grace. Let me give you help. Let me give you this. Let me give you this. Let me give you this. But I've designed you, and I've called you to walk in all this. And that's with Jesus. Jesus knew from the get-go, like, this was what I was coming into the world for. I was going to come and I was going to die. And three days later, I was going to rise from the dead. This was, this was the plan all along. And you guys, I, I, I know that you guys don't see it yet, but this is what I've been called to. But God says, he he, he turns around and he says, your glory, your glory, your glory. And you know what I really, like this is crazy. This is the father's response. Father, glorify your name in verse 28. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. How did, how did the father get glory already? <laughs> Through his obedience. There had never been someone whose eyes had been opened. Only God could do that. So when Jesus did it, they were like, oh God, what, you are, what, this is crazy. obedience causes the Lord to get glory. When you walk in obedience with him, and you go, that's him, that's him, that's him. He did this. He showed me. He he pointed me in this direction. He gets glory. So Jesus is at this point, and he's like, he's perfectly walked with the Father up until this point. And the Father, he's like, Father, glorify your name. He isn't like, you know what? I've done enough. Like, I've 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 done pretty good. You know, I've lived thirty three years. Like, I've done pretty good. Like, I've seen raise the dead, heal, the, you know, heal the sick, cast out demons. You know what? I could just take a break. I just I just need to. No, he was like, no, I'm, my eyes is set. He wasn't like, okay, I'm done being obedient now. I've made it. He's like, no, I will walk always in obedience to the Father. So we're always listening and following, no matter how old you get in the Lord. If you haven't heard him speak to you, whether it's through the word or in, in, in just communion with him in prayer, then I'd ask you just go back to him and wait until he speaks. Because maybe you're so f- you're like you're full of your own thoughts that you don't have time or ear space or head space to listen to his voice. But he's speaking, and he's calling you deeper into himself. So allow time with him. Allow this community. Because that's what sustained Jesus. And that's what will sustain us. Amen. Who wants to be sustained? Who wants to keep going? No matter what high or what low, who wants to keep going? Who wants to thrive in all areas of your life? Then I'm telling you, obedience and spending time abiding with Him, that's the key. And through that, the Father is glorified. Not only was He glorified in the way that Jesus walked in obedience, but he was glorified because he's like, I know you're going to go through with this. Even though he hadn't gone to the Garden of Gethsemane yet, where he was like, Father, if this cup can pass from me, please, please, but not my will, but yours. It got, it got heavier. But was he sustained? Even through the heaviness, even through the point of death, even death on a cross? Absolutely. So, no matter what high or what low you're in, the Father can sustain you, but you got to spend time with Him. If you don't, then you're just going to go around in circles. And you're going to be like, well, I don't understand. I don't know. I feel so out of control. I feel like everything is just happening to me. And it's like, okay, be still and know that I'm God. Wait in that place. Because in that place, everything flows. And I just want to encourage some. Because there are people in this room who are walking in obedience with the Lord faithfully. They're listening to what the Father says. They're spending time. They're listening to him, and they're following. I just want you to know that the Father's glorified. The Father's glorified in your life. Some people go, oh, no, like, I could do more. It's like, the Father's glorified. Even in one of the verses that we looked at, it says, and if you serve me, the your, your heavenly father will honor you. Let us be a people that when the father honors you, you receive it. Why? Because he he's a good heavenly father and he wants to bless you. It's all from him and to him. You can receive honor for walking in obedience. That's what scr- Scripture says, the Father will honor you. Some people, they get really uncomfortable when when they get a compliment. Oh, no, no, no. But really, what if the Father's wanting to honor you, but you keep rejecting it? You're saying, Father, I, I know better than you um, because I don't feel like I deserve it. And he's like, well, this is what I see. So I want to bless you with this. I want to bless you with this. I want to honor you in this capacity. I want to honor you in this capacity. You don't deserve it in that sense, but you, you've walked with me, and I want to honor you. like the god of the universe honoring you. That's amazing that he would spend time to honor you. And all he all he says is just obey me. Walk with me. Obedience. Let's spend a little bit more time going like this. Because what you're hearing, you'll follow. So I want to leave you with this. If you're going through a hard season, then seek obedience. I don't, I don't know anything else, but I do know what he's called me to. I don't understand the waves. I don't understand this hard time. I don't understand this, that, or the other, but I know where I'm going, and I know what he's called me to. And if you need to, write it down. He's called me to this. That way, when the doubts start coming, and the devil loves to th- Throw so many thoughts in your mind and go, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? And you're like, okay, I don't have all of those answers, but what I do have is what he's called me to. So I'm going to listen and I'm going to obey and I'm going to listen and I'm going to obey. and I'm going to listen and I'm going to obey. And I guarantee you, if you do that, you will find blessing. The father will honor you. The father will honor you. The Father will give, like, He will bless you in that. Why? Because you're listening and you're obeying. And He says, anybody who serves me, the Father will honor. So all things will work together for good for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. Amen? God will honor your obedience and God will honor your sacrifice. In the next season, look and expect God to come through. It isn't arrogance to go, God, you've said it. You've promised it. Now, where is it? It's not arrogance. Why? Because he's promised it and he says he's faithful. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. For if you draw near to God, you must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So if you're going, well, if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. If it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Then you're not diligently seeking him, are you? So he's like, well, you you must not really think that you need it. So I'll wait until you figure out that you can't open up that that sweet packet. And I'll wait until you, you come near. Because he is out for you. That's it. He's out for you. That's why he sent his son. He wasn't out for the things you could do for him. He was out for you. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. Even when you spit on him, when your sin held him to the tree, he goes, I still want you. So no matter what season you're going in, Lord, what do I need to be obedient in? This is it. Even if it's baby steps. Even if it's like, hey, he's just called me not to speak bad of my husband or wife. Then trust and obey. You don't have to conquer the world, just trust and obey. That one step, take the one step. Before I can get to the other side of the room, I have to take the one step. I couldn't take the leap to get to the other side, could I? I don't have the power, I don't have the strength. So I got to listen. Okay, Lord, this is where you're leading me. I know that I have to go down the aisle because if I walk this way, I won't get there. And I'll run into, you know, the, the chairs. And if I go this way, I'll run into people. And if I go this way, okay, Lord, you've, you've set my face. I'm going to go this way. I'm going to listen and obey. So even if you're going through a good season, what do we do? Listen and obey. So I challenge you this week. Spend time listening and obey. Where things have gotten off track, maybe you've prioritized other things. Okay, just tell them, Lord, I, I, I prioritized other things. But I, I, I need you. So I'm going to listen and I'm going to obey. You say, get in your word, I'll get into the word. You say, listen... You say, listen and obey. I'll spend time with you. I'll abide with you. I'm going to prioritize that. Why? (sighs) Because without that, I I can't do anything. Amen? So what are we going to do this week? There we go. Amen. Well, let's pray. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for your example of complete obedience to the Father. I just thank you that you followed and you listened and you obey to the point of death, even death on the cross. Lord, you were willing to suffer and die for us, for the Father's glory, for the Father's praise. And Father, I just pray that we would do, we would walk this life following and listening to you and listening to the way that you've called. And Father, I just pray for your wisdom and your help. Lord, even in this week, Father, that people would hear your voice and obey. They would walk in the ways you've called them to. They would stop making the excuses, but that they would just walk the one step that you're calling them to. And Lord, that they would walk it in faith, knowing what you've called and that he who calls is faithful. And so Lord, you're gonna provide everything that they need. And so Lord, I just thank you, Lord, that you are good and you are true. Have your way, Lord, tonight. Lord, that the word, the, the seed that was sown would go deep into people's hearts. That it wouldn't just last this tonight. But, Lord, that it would produce fruit. Because without fruit, Lord, it's for nothing. It was just empty and vain words. But, Lord, you promise. You promise that your word doesn't, doesn't go void. And so, Lord, I just thank you for the fruit produced tonight. And, Father, I trust you. Have your way in my life. Have your way in each one of our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There will be a prayer ministry team that's going to be up. So if you're, if you're going, hey, I just need I need some help. I need some grace. I need some, not me, just grace from the Lord. I need some grace. I need some more of his spirit. I need a baptism of his spirit. Then come, receive. There are people who are willing and wanting to pray for you and stand in the gap with you. Amen? Awesome. Let's sing.